This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Wow. Live, we're back live from the laundry room. And if you missed, this is Consignment Heroes. If you missed last week's show, you missed something. But we are, um, I'm here with Glenn Pye from Glory Day Sports, my friend from down there. We were down last week at 26 Ripley, full color. And we had some calls that you really got to go to our podcast. What's the podcast? How do you get to the podcast? Go to Zoomer Radio. And it's called Old Boats. Even if you're not seaworthy, you may still be worthy. So, yeah, no, it was a good show last episode. week. Now, we did get some calls afterwards, and they voted that we have the best faces for radio. Yes, yes. No, that, that, was, that was a no contest. Now, give the phone numbers up, because I'm going to talk more about what we have from the show coming up. Okay. We're on 740 AM, 96.7 FM, locally, 416-360-0740, out of town, 866-740-4740. If you've got something you want to send a picture, you can text us at 416-580-9256. And if you get it in, you know, in the first half of the show, we'll definitely talk about it during the show. And uh, some of the items we're interested in, coin collections, currency, vintage toys, dolls, models, die-casts, Star Wars, sports items, vintage cards, Olympic medals, trophies, programs, tickets, pennants, autographs, game news, food premiums, rock and roll items. Beatles, Stones, all the greats from the 60s oh, and 70s. Oh, I got a Stone story. But thanks, not, thanks I'll for, do it later. Thanks okay. for interrupting. Okay. Automobile or racing items, art of all kinds, autographs, especially on some old documents. We do a lot with autographs. Jewelry, military items, comics, vintage clothing, purses, and other high-end vintage accessory, couture, vintage photographs, postcards, old medical doctor items, old stock, which is unopened boxes of vintage products of any kind. Figurines, Royal Dalton Antiquities. I actually bought some old Roman coins this week. Political items. And Paul's favorite, of course, Garden Gnome. Hey, okay. So we're going to have a great show today. Now, you know, I'm Paul Kenny. This is Glenn Pye. Glenn, we do that show on vision. We've turned into, tuned into vision. The show that tells you what your stuff is worth. Um, you've seen us there. You know that we know our stuff. But just so you have to put a face to the people on the radio, that is us. You can, like I just said, you can get us, live stream us. If you want to, you won't get the same visuals as last week. Zoomerradio.ca. Just go there and you can live stream us or we're on FM station someplace in Toronto. 96.7 and 740. I knew I that. I'm just, that. I'm just testing you. Okay. So we've got a full board today, but we're also, we're still open for appointments. We're up in uh, Richmond Hill and we have curbside pickup and also, uh, we're going to be talking about other people that uh, 
my friends from Coppison's Corners today who does the same thing. And we're going to be giving the gold and silver prices. We got Rick. It's Rick Tobacco from uh, Royal LePage Real Estate. We're going, we have a great show coming up. But first of all, so anyways, we're at Glory Days. We're open for curbside as well. You're not the only guy at the curb. No. We're meeting people. We put the stuff out curbside, all very COVID uh, protocol appropriate. Yeah, but you but, don't have any customers. Well, so. We got lots. So anyways, the gentleman named Angelo is called, and he says, Paul knows. So Paul knows Angelo. Hello, Angelo. Angelo, how you doing? What's up? Good, Paul. How are you guys today? Great. It's uh, my grandmother's 103rd birthday today, Paul. Oh, congratulate her for us. Well, that, wait, 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 that's a nice way to start the show. 103 years old. Holy cow. Wait a minute, I got a question Which for you. Which means she was alive when the Spanish flu was around. Cause that was, exactly, uh, yes. Yeah, she would have been born that year. No, no, mm-hmm. no. I got a much bigger question. Okay, Besides wishing her a happy birthday, um, Angela, where do you get, where do you get uh, birthday cards saying happy 103rd birthday? I get my daughter to make them for me, Paul. Her mom taught her everything, my friend. You know, that that is, I got a nice warm feeling just thinking of that. I mean, we got so many, some sad stories. That's a happy story, 103 years old. Wow, wow. amazing. Thank Bro, you, she's Andy. great. She's amazing. It's like uh, she used to live on her own till last year. Okay. You yeah. got a question for us? No, Ange knows everything. Uh, no, I don't. You're the expert, Paul. You and Glenn. You guys Thanks. give out amazing information every week. You know, oh, we appreciate that. Thank you. And I hope your grandma's listening to us. And happy birthday, Anna. Okay. Yeah, thank you. You got it, Paul. You guys have a great show, and I'm going to keep listening on. All right. Thank you. Take care. Okay, ciao. Thank you. Bye. Now, isn't that a nice thing to start well, the day? You have your friends. It's, it's, no, but I'm taking up my old. time here for memorabilia. Okay. I love that woman. Okay. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Now we'll go to George in Fort Erie. I love old Fort Erie racetrack. He's got some old bills to talk about. George, what do you got? I have uh, some <clears throat> some $1 bills, $2 bills, and $5 bills that uh, I've kept away. Some of them are circulated, some of them are not, as far as I can tell. Uh, uh, king or queen I, on them? Who's on them? How queen old Elizabeth. are they? Queen Elizabeth II. Okay. Oh, yeah, but while you're looking for it, last week we had some calls about those $1,000 bills. Three different news reporters came up with stories. They are There's no rush. They're saying January 1st. You cannot spend the $1,000 bills at your local stores. But you can still bring them back to your bank. Your ones, twos, and five, five hundred and With twenty the queens. Bucks. There's always a date on the front. Yeah, yeah, there is. So so that's what he should look for. There'll be a little bit of difference. So you see a queen, everyone knows in the queen. Well, you know, it's after a certain period. Well, if it's got a king on it, it's going to be before a certain period. Yes, yes. Okay. Why does it take you so long to say that? I'm, I'm just saying the old bills are worth money. If you have a thousand dollar bill dated 1988. I bring that back to the bank, and no no coin dealer is going to have it. You have a thousand dollar bill from nineteen thirty five or thirty seven. It's going to be worth a lot of money, okay? But here's one, twos, and fives. You should look for the date on the bill. Yeah, yeah. What have you got there, George? Uh, I have a one dollar bill. I'm just trying to find the date on on the front in the middle, more or well, less middle front. It's got a queen on it. It's yes, it's got the queen on it. It says, yeah. it says this note is legal tender. And then yeah, yeah, okay. In French as well. George, George, I'm going to, I, because we have a lot, we have a lot of calls today. 
But on these bills, the ones and twos, some of them, depending on what I tell people to look for is an asterisk before the number. That means it's a replacement bill, okay? And some of the $1 bills, if it has the devil's face in it, and you had an asterisk, it'd be worth four to $5,000. But if you don't have the asterisk, and you don't have the devil's face, you're stuck with a dollar, okay? Unless if they're really, really nice, you can bring them in, or you can mail them up to us, because in this COVID times, you're from 40 or each a little bit of a trip. We might be down in the St. Catherine, Niagara Falls, Fort Erie area later on this week. I know I'm going to Hamilton. I know I'm going to Dundas. And I know I might be going but, down to Fort Erie. But the short answer is 99.99% of the time. Our dollar. A dollar, two dollars, or almost better souvenirs to give someone. Yeah, yeah. But you can. Do not bring them to the bank. You should bring them into your local coin dealer or send them up to us. Or you can send me pictures at sale at torontogoldsilver.com that's s-a-l-e-s at torontogoldsilver.com anyone's free to send me pictures of things they want to know what it's worth they're too shy to be on the radio here you can send us off a picture okay okay now your twos if they're older ones not the latest one they had not the 86s if you've got 1954s or 1935s or 37s some of those twos in perfect shape will go for six, eight, ten, twenty dollars. Yeah. Unusual cases where it's um, there are rarities and people collect these. That we've sold them up to two hundred and fifty dollars for a two dollar bill. That's not bad investment. No, but this is why you have to bounce it off your local date on them. Bring it into your coin dealer. And they'll tell you, the bank doesn't know anything. In fact, the bank this week gave me some bills. Someone brought in some Georges and uh, $10 bills, and I paid the bank manager for them, okay? Okay. They, I'm not going to say who, because he's supposed to send them into the government to get them destroyed. But they were worth about $100 each, a $10 bill, okay? Yeah, I don't have any 10s. Well, no, but I'm, I'm also talking to all the, all the other people out there who've got these bills, because last week oh. everyone saw these articles. Oh, no, my money's not going to be worth anything. This is a wrong story. Like, if you have a bill from 1960 in Switzerland, you found it in your mattress, you find 10,000 Swiss francs, they're worth nothing. You find $10,000 in a mattress in Canada, it's still worth the $10,000 if it's from 1937. Okay? Right. Or any other year. Or any other year. Any questions on this? We had many people call us this week. Please call us. We'll give you our best answer on it. Okay. Okay. If you um, bills before you know before you take them to the bank, call us at nine zero five seven three seven four six five three. Thanks very much for the call, George. Seven three seven four six five three. I'm going to say it slow. I forgot about that. Nine zero five. Right. Seven three seven. Right. Four six five three. And we'll give you the information right over the phone, or try and help you as best we can. The whole idea is we don't want you getting ripped off. Not the banks are not ripping you off. They're just not giving you enough money for your money. Thanks, oh. George. Okay, thank you very much. You're welcome. Take care. No. Do you want to go to Rick? Or do you have yeah, a story? go ahead. Go ahead I thought you had a story. Well, I've got all, I always lost stories. Okay, Rick, how you doing? What's up? Good Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? Great. It was a great show last week, as usual. So is today's. But I want to talk about something, Paul. We just yeah. picked up a new listing, as you know. Uh, you've got to see this place. You've got to come out and see it with me. But I have to tell you, it's a spectacular piece of property. 
It's almost seven acres in Milton. Now, what's okay. beautiful about this property is that not only if you wanted to, could you build your dream home, your dream estate, your dream mansion, because you're, you're amongst other beautiful homes like that, but if, let's say, you're an investor, or let's say you're somebody who likes to dabble in agriculture, it, it accommodates you. This, this property is for both, uh, is built both residential as well as agriculture, and is also sub-commercial. Now, Paul, the best part of this property is the fact that it's mixed. You have a bit, you have some trees, you have some clear land, and you're only a half hour drive away from Toronto. All right, and a lot of people moving out of Toronto right now. Now they are seven acres. That's got to cost a lot of money. How much is this thing? Well, just that's what I was going to say next. We have it listed for under eight hundred thousand dollars. Can you imagine that? Imagine Wait, what a property worth in Canada. To under- yes, it's unbelievable. It is a beautiful property. It's got to be seen to be appreciated, um, you know. And we will give somebody a private tour. They got to get in on it soon, though, because I've been getting call after call after call all week. It will be gone. So, so you know, you know what happens, Paul? Pardon me. So, if you're selling your McMansion, if you're selling your two million dollar house, or going to be selling your house down the road, and you want to move out of Toronto, you can build a right. house out there for one third of the price. Absolutely. And- and no, people are moving out to, of the city. to build the house is the thing. It's the land that's different, right? That's, that's, to build that's what's valuable. Yeah, price. you know, you're right about I that. I want to know who you, can you, build a house for one third of the price. I want them to build me a house. Exactly. Sometimes exactly. I so, miss. Okay, go. So, anyways, go. I'm going to give up my phone number because uh, you know, as usual, Paul. You know what happens when we sell properties? Everybody comes out of the woodwork. Oh, I missed it. I wish I would have taken advantage of it. Well, they can take advantage of it by calling me direct. I'm going to give you my phone number. It's Rick Tobacco from Royal Page Real Estate Professionals. My phone number is, and I can be reached anytime, night or day, uh, 416-258-3972. They should call me as soon as possible before it's gone. Or they can call me, and I'll get in touch, 905-737-4653. It's my show. I get to say my phone oh, number yeah. as many times as I want to. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> My pleasure. Have a great day, guys. Thanks a lot. Take care, buddy. No, Rick is Bye-bye. a professional. He, he arranges all the mortgages. He he works with both sides. He, he doesn't just put a sign in the lawn and walk away like somebody. Why are you not, yelling at me? Did I do something wrong? No, this, I'm just excited. Oh, okay. No, but okay. Should we take a call before we go to a break? Do we have? Uh, a, yeah. Uh, what do you think? We're pretty close. Well, then, okay. We'll take one call. Okay. And... Uh, we're going to see what, the, and you got to talk fast, Ron. How you doing? Ron, are you there? We did the wrong one. We're supposed you to. Did. Who's the other green guy? Well, it's, there's no name there. Ron, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yep. How are you, buddy? Doing fine. You've got a question for us? Oh, I got two questions. Good. Uh, why do you have to send coins to the states to get them authenticated when it's a Canadian coin? Why can't you get authenticated here? Okay, now here's the thing. If it's a Canadian coin, some people send to the States because there are different graders in the United States and they do not grade as strict as in Canada. Mm-hmm. I, if, um, I know my neighbor, um, okay, I'm going to say, some people will send it because they know they can get a, uh, an MS-60 where the guy up here who's a true grader will only give them an, uh, an AU-55. And the difference in price is what you get by the grading. Okay. Uh, another reason is that 
even Canadian coins are heavily collected by Americans. Americans are much more advanced collectors than Canadians on average. Yeah. They spend yeah. way more. They hero worship. They got to have everything. They got more money in total. Hmm. So they only respect the U.S. authenticators. They don't respect the Canadian that, authenticators. That's ah. Okay. And the second part is, uh, which is better to sell a coin in? Is it auction or, like you say, a consignment? Okay. Because I have a 1948 coin? silver dollar. Oh, okay. A 48 silver dollar. Here's the problem that I say about auctions. And here, well, Glenn's going to talk about later on the show today because he bought at auctions. And sometimes you sense the wrong auction doesn't give you the price. Plus... Mm-hmm. And I always say, don't send your gold or silver to some of these auctions because the way it works, say you get $1,000 for it, and they charge 20% premium. Mm-hmm. And they say, we're going to give you 80% of the hammer price. So the customer pays $1,200, and you get $800. That mm-hmm. means that it's going to be made, um, that they're making 40% on you. If we have 48 silver dollars, we charge you 10%. Okay. We do it on high bid, or if we're saying on eBay, they're going to charge you 12%. Sometimes you have to weigh it out. Uh, but you misheard me. Oh. I said it's a 1948 silver dollar. No, I know it's a 48. Now, first oh. of all, you have to get it graded. Yeah. I would get it graded. I've never sold a 48 ungraded. And then once you get your grade, say you get a, an, eight, uh, an MS-60. Everyone knows it's going for around $2,000, and you should expect to get net out of that $1,800. Mm-hmm. It's, like it's like almost a, um, you'll know what you're going to get. But in an auction, you're mainly selling, <clears throat> even though a 48 is the best, I would probably put it in a fixed price so that you don't take less than what you really think it's worth, and you're not, you're not uh, at the whims of... Uh, um, the, the bidders that day. No, because I see in, so in, in the catalog. In a catalog, there at the, in perfect condition, it's what sixty five thousand yeah, dollars. But that's an MS sixty five. You get an yeah. MS sixty five, then I would send it to auction. If you, anything less than MS sixty three, I think you can just put it on your price that you want to sell. I would do in consignment on something like that. You're going to lose about ten percent. Well, it's saying, somebody, it hasn't pardon? been in circulation since nineteen fifty. Because my mother's friend, mother and father's friend, was shipping out on the Haida, going to okay. Korea, and he flipped me this thing, and he said, "Buy here, buy yourself three hundred jelly beans, because you get a three <laughs> for a penny at that time." And my mother took it off him and says, "No bloody way, you're not going to sit up with a stomachache all night like I will." <laughs> well, you can buy a lot more jelly, jelly beans, beans now, <laughs> <laughs> but that was way um, back then. You can bring it up to our store. I can send you, give you the information. Well, Tom, we pay good money. We buy 48s. Like some people, and, and you're going to hear me talk a little bit later about how people have been sending things to auction, and I'm buying them, and I'm buying them for resale. So if they had sold them to me, mm-hmm. not only is there no buyer's premium, no seller's premium, they would have They'll got more way more money. Mm-hmm. The net more money. Because we know what the stuff's worth, and we can pay a close percentage of that whereas yeah. uh, when you throw it at auction you need two guys to run it up if you've only got one guy he'll get it cheap this mm-hmm. mini game okay and thanks a lot for the information all right man. you take okay. care okay bye expand a bit i hope he's still listening for a second the place to get it graded is in toronto on young street there um and you can walk it through it's what we would do it cost you i think around 75 dollars for a 48 for a 48 
Uh, that would be what I would That's do. You get your information right away. And depending on the price on it, I would advise them or the grade of it. Then I advise them which way to go, to go to auction, to go to just sell it outright. Or but you have customers for them. And we so have customers. Why, right? If he just wants to outright sell Yeah. We have to make a little bit of money, but we don't make as much as the auction players. Right. Because they're, like I said. Well, most of them carve out 20 points on the seller side. And yeah. add 20 on the buyer's side. And you don't have access to that. And as me as a buyer, when I'm figuring out if I was buying the 48, I know that I'm paying that 20%. I put it into the money that I'm going to that I'm going to judge. I'm gonna sell. And if you consign to an auction, you're still paying the fees. You're not oh, getting yeah. off the fees. So it doesn't matter. Consign whatever, how you put it in. We have to give the number because guess what we did? We went over time. Okay. We're at 7.40 a.m., 96.7 FM, zoomerradio.ca. The phone number is 416-360-0740 locally, out of town, 1-866-740-4740. We'll go to a break. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New generation kitchens and bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love from scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Here we are, Glenn Pye and Paul Kenny, live from the laundry room, talking about things worth more than your fridge. Okay. Last I, week, I, yeah, I got a, a quick comment. We had a gentleman call in last week who had mentioned he had booklets of the Beatles, 40th anniversary, which we knew then it was 2003. Why'd you pull it out? You know we're not we're on radio and not on TV, right? I'm admiring this. My brother Gary gave me this this week, and it's amazing. I'd never seen one before. Somebody called us. And we estimated the value at maybe $25 or something like that. So um, there's four different ones. They have a hologram cover with all four Beatles. And then when you flip it, you can see one of the Beatles. Mine's John Lennon, which should be the highest value of them. It seems to be the most collectible. But anyways, um, those books are around. I hadn't seen one before, but it was nice of that gentleman to call. And they are worth about what we said, around $20, something like that. Which, if this book came out in '63. This would be worth uh, five, six hundred dollars, probably. Yeah. But you need a time machine. But you're either a John Lennon collector or a Paul McCartney collector. Yeah, there's, there's a there is that. that. Difference. And then yeah. there's the Beatles and Stones as well, right? Beatles and Stones. Right. We're going to talk about the Stones later on. Okay. Okay. Um, we talked about that gentleman who just called. Yeah. He said it was uncirculated since 1950. The coin came out. Which in means 19... before 1950, it was circulated. It was circulated. <laughs> So it'll all depend on what kind of condition it's in. And that's why you have to get it graded. And we're going to talk about this. We are, Glenn and I, without a doubt, are the experts on third-party authentication of coins, cards, comics, 
collectibles in Canada. If yeah. you need it done that way, we'll advise you if you should go to the expense of getting it done or if you can sell it raw like that. Right. Okay, now you can call us at 905-737-4653 because people have stuff in their basement they don't know about. And if you want to call into the show, 416-360-0740, out of town, one 866 Seven four zero four seven four zero. Since we're talking about auctions, I know you bought. Oh no! Before we go into that, you bought some saddles. Okay, here we go. All right. Yeah, beat up the guy that doesn't get paid. No. What are you gonna do? Let me go? It's it's so hard because you don't pay me, right? It's hard to let me go because you spend your money frivolously. You bought a five hundred dollars saddle, Mister Frivolous. Yeah. Five hundred. If anyone ever worries about us buying anything, you bought. I buy everything. How many times? How many times you been on a horse? Why would you buy a saddle? I was on a camel a year ago. Okay, not the same thing. Oh, okay. People are. You're lucky that people are starting to get more into the outdoors. It's going to bail me out. I won't lose too much. You might lose too much because well, thank if you. People are that. getting back into horse riding and things you can do outside. Okay, you can't do horse riding inside, obviously. So it's one of those things that's coming back. You might get someone. Um, who feels sorry for you to buy these saddles. That's true. But well, you know, I always, uh, one thing about Paul, when a listener calls in and he, you know, if you paid too much, he's very kind. But with me, I showed him the saddles. He's rolling around on the ground laughing, which is not good for appraisals. It doesn't make me want to come back to you to get an appraisal. It hurt. It hurt. Talk about your auction. You went okay. to a, you bought some stuff. Well, I bought a lot. Last night I was on a site buying uh, vintage photographs and got okay. some great deals. All that stuff. And people can sign to this auction house. Now, granted, some do go for big money. A couple of them went for over 5000 but photos? Photo? Yeah, photos. One photo. Yeah. One photo. Babe Ruth photos, uh, old political photos, any Civil War photos, huge, right? This is a U.S. site. But I, I, I got a, a Bobby Jones, nice photo, Bobby Jones, a Stones photo. Um, I got a number of uh, baseball photos of, of vintage players. Uh, no hockey photos last night. Nice boxing photo. So uh, they're all vintage. These are like photos you get in the scrapbook. Yeah, well, most of they tend to. There are some that are just uh, one of the ones that went for the most last night. Surprisingly, is obviously it's just a, a snapshot. Somebody would have taken with their home camera, not yeah. a professional camera, and it's Joe Jackson standing on the field at the start of the nineteen nineteen. Um, oh, wow. World Series. And, the, they, of course, they do a description, and they're very good at these descriptions, these auction sites. And they go, what could have been going through his mind when he knew they were about to throw the series or whatever? Because that was that famous series where about half, seven or eight guys from Chicago yeah. were banned for life. And, of course, Joe Jackson was one of them. But the strange part was he batted almost 400 in the World Series. That's a strange way of throwing the World Series. So, now, wait, so, wait Before you go on, I yeah. want to talk about this. People, while you've got, you find these photos, even if you're not going to sell them to us, you should be writing on the back what yes. they are, what you remember. That and that doesn't hurt the value at all. Not at all. What, does, what, what it is, if it's Uncle Albert at the 1936 Olympics, write that. Yes. So we know who Uncle Albert is. We know it's the 36 Olympics, and someone's going to collect that. Okay, go ahead. So there is a good example. So that's last night's auction. Now, the night before, there was an auction out of London, Ontario, like most near London. Most auctions right now are online, and they were auctioning off called the Zabbitts family. And, um, you know, I guess they did all right with them, maybe on a dining room set or whatever, but they had in there Jim Zabbitts, 
was a famous Canadian um, marksman. Okay. He was in the Pan Am Games in Caracas in 54, the Olympics in 56 for Canada. He didn't win the gold medal or anything. He did win, actually, a, a bronze medal in one of the later, might have been a Pan Am or Commonwealth Games. But all of his items that were related to these competitions were just thrown in with these household effects and whatever. So, of course, who buys them? I buy them all because I can sell them for much, much more. A good example is uh, 19... 56. Every uh, person who competes in the Olympics gets a medal. It's yeah. called a participant's medal. It means you participated. I guess it's like only a few people win medals. You know, yeah. might give away 100 medals. So like the other 6,000 people, people win medals in and all the sports. How about if you're a team? You're only going to give them to three people? Why do you even talk when I'm uh, going? Sorry, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, these items, I, I got some it's participant's medal from Melbourne. And the cheapest I could see anyone selling anywhere for was 400 U.S. And I bought it for 190 Canadian, which means wow. the consigner probably got 140. Yeah. So, and I pay a little bit more than that because I have to pay the seller's premium. But it's things like that. You're better if you have some sports-related stuff, music stuff. A lot of the oddball items, sure. If it's just the standard furniture set you want to get rid of, I guess you could put that in those auctions. But these types of memorabilia, letters photographs, any of those old documents, you should always check them out first. Just don't throw them at an auction. Because Unless I was in that auction last night, this stuff would have went for even less. What's a gold medal worth? And you had, if I, the ones that come up typically are Eastern Europeans because yeah. they, they still win a lot of medals, those yeah. countries. Like somebody, people say, well, it'd be the poorest country in the world, but they don't have any Olympic athletes typically because yeah. they don't have the funding to create athletes. But Eastern Europe, and those people live so poorly over there, unless they're in a sport like a hockey or something. But if, if they're just in uh, a gymnastics yeah. or something where you can't get a job out of immediately, they often sell them off. But the cheapest I see is maybe about $12,000, but you could go close to a million dollars. Like, for example, the uh, Miracle on Ice, the USA team that won. Really? Or if you have one from a really early Olympics, I, I know the... Uh, Canada won the medal in the first Olympics for golf. Golf was in the first Olympics, 1904, I believe it was, yeah. in St. Louis. And the Canadian won that. And there, back then, it wasn't just medals, too. They often gave you trophies. But so many of these things are in museums, so you can't even access them. Once a museum gets them, they're not coming back out in the collector's hands. So if they could be in someone's basement right now. Lots of people. If someone's in the Olympics or Pan Am, like you said, or NHL hockey. These have been consigned because looking at them, you would know it's a gold medal. First really? of all, gold medal's not gold. It's gold plated silver. Okay. A silver medal silver and a bronze medal's bronze. But so it's not like, oh, this is heavy, it's gotta be five grand of gold. It's not, it's actually silver. So they're they're worth way more. The intrinsic value, you would never melt an Olympic medal off. So about the uniforms or any, any the jackets yeah, I, they wear when they come in with? I've got a boxer's outfit from, I think it's 36, and it's his shorts. He was, he, um, the shirt he wore, like underwear? a tank top. You're collecting no, underwear? It's, it's outside shorts, not his underwear. And uh, it's embroidered. And even the, um, they'll wear special uniforms for the marching, for the opening ceremonies and closing those yep. outfits. They all sell for money. The more innate they are, the more they sell for. And of course, if it's a, uh, successful country like usa or whatever they sell for more as well because there's more collectors but um all those I, anything olympic like i also bought there i bought the ashtrays that okay. were made for that olympics they make keychains. many especially if you get early like if it's from 
you know, the last Olympics never worth money. But if you start getting, you know, from 60 prior Rome back, there wasn't a lot of these uh, commercial items made available. So yeah. there's very few around, and there are collectors. There'll be somebody in uh, Melbourne, Australia, who collects everything from that. Oh, I don't have that ashtray. i got to buy that to put it with his collection. No, that, this is important. But that person should have broke that stuff out and combined oh, yeah. that to a better auction or sold it to us and got the money we paid in the auction. No, if we'd been advised, we would have told them not to sell it like that. That's for sure. Okay. So after the break, we're going to have some calls coming in, but we're also going to be talking gold and silver prices, our curbside pickup, classic cars, and some more stuff on different things that you might have, things in your basement that are worth more than your house. We're going to break now, I hope. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. Place over a hundred vendors under one antique roof, all competing to give you the best deal. What do you think happens? The new Southworks Antiques in Cambridge, all 25,000 square feet, sat across the Grand River in Cambridge, selling antiques and nostalgia. The kind of neat stuff that has drawn Paul and Bogart here for more than 20 years. Passing through Cambridge? Stop by Southworks Antiques on Water Street and help yourself to free parking. You're going to be here a while. Southworksantiques.com. Let's make a deal. I think they're all protected. Okay, we're back live from the laundry room. This is Glenn Pye from Glory Day Sports and Paul Kenny from Consignment Heroes up in Richmond Hill. 10,000. I haven't given my address yet. I give my phone number a lot of times. 10,341 Young Street. We're still open for curbside pickup. We're, if you're in an appointment, we are still, I still go out and see people in our homes, but it's got to be very, very safe. I don't stay a long time. I make a mask. We have to, you have to you make a mask. I know I wear a mask. Is this what you do now? I wear a mask. Jobs. I'm thinking about, I'm wearing, okay. I got a muzzle here. On, um, I, I hear lots of thought. That's what happens when you get old. You lose your train of thought sometimes. I hope to make it to 103. How's that? Think that, about what I'm remembering now. not happening. Okay. Now, this week as well, we're going to be talking about... This week, I talked about comparing price. Someone came into my store, and I have my neighbor on the other side of the wall, and they brought in 1,000 ounces of silver, 10 100-ounce bars. We paid them $1,500. 150 per bar, more than my neighbor. He made an extra $1,500 by getting a second opinion. And I see people going in there all the time. Did he go to your neighbor first? Oh, yeah. Oh, he did go in there. I said, no, we sent him. Oh, go over and check it out. Okay. Go over and check it out. No, but there are a lot of people go over there and don't come to me. Okay. Do you ever send anyone over and they don't come back to you? No, they always come back. They don't don't say anymore. Okay. we pay more all the time. We got low overhead. There is okay. I guarantee you right now. Those those guys down in uh, uh, no, they have a whole chain of places. They're opening all the time. Uh, they pay eighty percent. We pay the most. They don't. I guarantee to pay more than 
uh, guys on Avenue Road and Bathurst and all those guys down there that were advertising your competition. My competition. And if I don't pay more, sell it to them. But I remember that time I went out secret shopping? I went out with $2,600 that I would pay of gold, and they were paying $1,500. We're not even close. Right. But this guy was $1,500. Now, gold's come down in the last two weeks. So those people For buyers, that's good. Yes. For sellers, they're not quite getting the peak price anymore. But no, but we sell for less than he does as well. No, we're still doing well, but <coughs> gold is now down in price. It's yeah. down about 200 bucks an ounce. I'm going to be giving the prices soon, but we're going to go to a call. Okay. And then I'm going to go to... Yeah, we'd like to go to Bob and Lindsay, who has a Beatles album. Bob, you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you? Great. How you doing, buddy? I was born in... I've got some Beatle albums. It's uh, Beatles from 1962 to 66 and 67 to 70. There's two records in each album. Right. Those were greatest hit albums that were put out later. I mean, they probably still have a collector's value, maybe fifteen dollars. No, 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 no. Those will sell regular twenty. Oh, twenty. I just put twenty. I was close. And there's a Magic Tour album. Huh? The Magic Tour album, Beatle album. They got some pictures in there. Yeah, that's worth more. That's probably $35. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Let It Be, that's what it says, with the Beatles on the front. Yeah. It's probably $30. If they're still sealed, they're probably not. I would guess you played them at one time, did you? I can't remember. It's been a while. <laughs> well, if they're sealed, you would know by looking at them. If there's some people, believe it or not, have re- records from the '60s. They've never opened them. If they're still sealed, and sometimes they'll even have a a tag on it from the record store or whatever. You leave all that stuff on because that increases the value. Because the, these are albums. When you buy a nice collector's item sealed, nobody's ever going to open it and play it. It's going to be kept forever in that condition. Yeah. No, they were all opened. Yeah, they're okay. open. But the laws are still in decent shape. They're worth about the prices we told you. But Okay. Either we'll pay you a little bit less. Now, if you're coming all the way in from Lindsay, yeah, you can call us in advance. Plus, there might be other stuff. You can send me off pictures, or you can call my store and say you've got other items. Yeah, I and, still and, have uh, one beetle stub from Maple Leaf Garden. Okay. So um, all the years are worth typically around the same. Some people like 66 because it shows the heads of the Beatles on it. But typically you're looking, you know, 250 up to maybe a full ticket over $1,000, $2,000. But for stubs, 250 to $400, something like that. So it's a it's quite a collectible item. You should keep that and try and keep it in nice condition. Yeah, uh, it's, no, it's been ripped, Like, uh, no, no. You, but you can yeah. still see the date on it and then where it was. Yeah, you know, and you can see the word Beatles, right? Yeah. Okay, no, that's all you need. That being ripped, that's the standard to get in the venue. You had to have your ticket ripped. So that's still the 250 to, you know, $300, $400, depending yeah. on the, the condition, creases or whatever, writing on it. A lot of people would write things on the back. I went with my friend Sheila or something, right? Because people would do that with tickets. Kids back in the day would write a little memory on the back of their tickets. Do you know where they played the night before? No. Toronto? No. Cobo Hall, Detroit. Oh, did they? Yeah. Wow. And those tickets are worth more. Now, which year, though? Only one year. They Only one year. 64? Yeah. First year? Okay. 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 Thank you for- I've got some other stuff. I was yeah. going to come down, but this co- this uh, stuff not going on now. I'm I'm staying home. 
Well, if you've got enough stuff, you could send us emails or pictures or uh, we could get someone out there to look at the items if you're comfortable with that. Or you just wait till after we've got a vaccine. That's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you ever, uh, I listen to the show every week. So if you're ever in uh, this area, Lindsay or Peterborough or Oshawa or any of that, I could go there. Okay. If you ever have a show. But uh, thank you very much for being this week. Yeah. And I know you mentioned your Beatle albums, but often the Beatle albums aren't the most collectible albums. Like even some of the obscure ones are often worth a lot more. So yeah, it should, you should bring all your albums because you may have some hidden gems in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the other thing I have, um, I still have. I called earlier. I have the Northern Dancer horseshoe. Oh, that's you. Okay. Oh, yeah. yes. I haven't forgotten about you, but it's, uh, I talked to the fellow in, uh, Woodbine, and he says they can't prove it a hundred percent because it's been a while. Right. But, uh, it is, I know for a fact that is the original, that's the, the Horseshoe Northern Answered War in 1964. And what, do you know what race he would have worn it in? No, it was given to my former boss, and uh, when he passed away, his wife gave it to me. I asked for it, and she gave it to me, but it was it was a Christmas gift to him, and it says on it, worn by Northern Dancer in 1964. Okay, well, that's very good, because that's when Northern Dancer was racing. Um, any other paperwork you can pull together on it could really enhance the value of that. Do it, yeah, you I, I realize that. Yeah, I should have. Uh, my boss was uh, friends with E.P. Taylor at that time. Right. I should have uh, asked him to uh, give me some, but I wasn't thinking at that time. Yeah. So we I'll bring more. that all in one day. Yeah. I haven't forgotten you guys. <laughs> it could be a good value in that item, and particularly at least if it could be dated to that year, because what you'll find is before a horse runs in one of the big races. They change the shoes because nobody wants a chance of a shoe coming off when you're running for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So Northern Dancer would have worn many shoes that year. Can we identify that to being worn in a race? Like if you knew that was worn in the Queen's Plate or the most valuable one of all would be the Kentucky Derby or the Christmas, which he won both. You'd probably be looking, if you have paperwork to verify the Kentucky Derby, it could be $10,000 for that. Yeah, I understand. It's um. It's something that uh, Mr. Coots was always, uh, he was my boss. He was a chartered right. accountant. His office was on uh, Toronto Street with E.P. Taylor's there. But right. uh, there's nothing, I, I tried all over to find out what it is. But, We're um, good at research. You could actually, you know, I mean, we could leave a deposit with you or something, but if you wanted to leave it with us for a week or two, we could, I, I've owned horses before. I know many people at the track, and I might be able to do some work on it for you to try and identify some additional provenance. Yeah, it was the same. Northern Dancer had a uh, a small foot, and right, yeah. uh, it was m- made for his feet. That's right. what the guy told me at Woodbine. Right. Okay. So I have his comments. I can, I can, I can, I don't need a deposit. I just want you. I can come by one day and uh, sure. phone first, and I'll drop it off to you, and you can check it out and see what what it's worth. Yeah. 
We're not going anywhere, yeah. so people know how to find us and definitely. Oh, that's okay. I trust you guys. Great. Bob, can you yeah. send me off a picture? And does have a number on and I think you had some Mod Lewis, you had some paintings as well. You know my you can send off an e- email to me at sales at TorontoGoldSilver.com. Yeah. And maybe we can start the process going a little bit, even under this this blip in history. It ain't gonna last forever. And we're all going to come out okay. Um, if you send out that off to me, I'm sure we can do some work for you, okay? Okay, you I can do that. Else? And uh, uh, I've got the mod pictures are my wife's, and she says, you're not selling them. <laughs> okay, well, tell us what day she's not home, and we'll come over and buy them. Yeah, okay. yeah, right, yeah. It's the ones with the two big uh, cows on it, the oxens on it. And, uh, you know, I, we purchased, we got them from Nova Scotia auction. Wow, very nice. Ago. Great pickup. Those have went up in value substantially. And I watched the movie. It was a yeah. great movie about her. Yeah. That's okay, nice. I want to keep you. Thanks for your time. And thanks for listening. Thank okay, you. and we'll keep in touch. Yep, bye. That's two pieces of Canadian history. I mean, Northern Dancer. Yeah. Small horse. I'm amazed. He was. That's why E.P. Taylor put him up for auction in the sale. He wanted to get rid of him. Nobody bid. He was a runt. So he ended up keeping him and gets the greatest horse in Canadian history. One of the greatest breeding horses in the history of horses. In fact, they say like 80 to 90% of horses at the track now have some Northern Dancer blood in them. Really? Because, well, he was from Native Dancer, which was a very famous horse in its own right. But then he had Nijinsky and all these other yeah. great horses. So it just expands out. They've been, you know, teamed up with various mares all over the world. And now almost every horse has some Northern Dancer blood in it. As opposed to Secretariat, who was a decent breeding horse, but not of the caliber of Northern Dancer, even though he's a much greater racehorse and probably the greatest of that man of war, two greatest of all time. But he did not beat Northern Dancer for uh, breeding purposes. Okay. Now, now that we've lost every single oh. female listener out there. No, every that's a, no, that's, that's a sexist comment. You don't know that. It's oh. just people who don't like horses have left the room. You bought two saddles, and now you're trying to... Use I'm, uh, this is going to be a show about horses. Next week, we get a half hour on horses until I sell my saddles. Every okay. week, we talk about that. Okay, we're going to give gold and silver price. I want to give now, because in case you run out of uh, show before I run out of uh, time here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Gold prices. I want you to get a piece of paper, get a pen, make sure they both work, as Bogart would say. Okay? And gold right now, it's a little bit of a dip right now. Um, 10 carat gold. 10 carat per gram we're paying, even though these other guys think they're paying the most. And even though they say we're not paying this, you come into my shop tomorrow, this is what we're paying. 10 carat gold, we're paying 26.10 per gram. 14 karat gold, copy this down, is 36.58 per gram. 18 karat gold is 47.03 per gram. Now, you want to say what gram, and 22 karat gold is 57.48. Silver is 14.44 per dollar. So a little bit down. That seems a lot. I'm not even going to Gram, per gram, is 71.52 per gram for silver. These guys are paying thirty cents. What does that price translate to an ounce for gold? What would you pay for an ounce of gold if someone came up with a coin, like a you know a maple or something? 
uh, oh, oh no, three hundred is that? No, no, maples will pay more. We pay. Uh, I'm paying twenty three uh, twenty three dollars per maple. One twenty three hundred dollars per maple. No, that's I'm talking what? about. No, I'm talking about gold. gold. Now. Oh, sorry. Gold is twenty three twenty two. We're paying around twenty three hundred. Okay, and we sell them for twenty four twenty two right now. Right. Because if you're going to buy, some going to say, "Oh, the price is down." Well, this is the time if you're going to buy. This might be the worst time to buy. You right. can come in. We're cheaper than our neighbor. You can call us. We'll give you the price over the phone. We're not ashamed of our prices. If someone's willing to pay more for your gold, sell it to them. If they are. And gold's you. not going away. It's always ahead. <laughs> yeah. People, they always suggest people, you know, that have a reasonable amount of money, have a bit in gold. Yeah. Just yeah. like you own a house, you have some real estate, you have some stocks, you have a little bit of everything. Just diversify. Yeah. So we have one more caller. Can we take them? Or are you? No, no. I want okay, silver and gold. But I'm just saying on this here, we, this week, give us, if you walk into my neighbor, and if I guarantee, like, I cannot overemphasize this. Those guys down that uh, advertise on TV, you're paying for their advertising, okay? We definitely will always guarantee pay more. Than, I can't remember one guy's Oliver's or something, and one guy is... Uh, know. People know. People know. They're advertising all over the place. Someone's paying for that. You know when you go to Vegas and you see that $2 billion hotel? Who paid for it? Yes, you did. So you're paying for their advertising. We just pay you cash, or we'll pay you a check, or we'll pay. We just pay you more, guaranteed. Get their price, walk out. In any store that says, oh, "I'll give you five hundred," then I'll give you eight hundred. Don't walk out of that store. Run out of that store because you do not know when they're going to become. On, they're going to start being honest. Come on, okay. And if you're going to buy, you've totally confused me now. Are we ready for the call yet? Or, uh... No, I also because I keep on forgetting. I have thirty-five hundred wigs to sell. Many men's wigs. Now I have no. one called toupees. No, no, these are men. These are all well. Women's the style. They're men. Cheap. Men I'm wear women's all. wigs now. Why? It's a style thing. Really? Yeah, we're like a hipster. If you're a hipster or something. I got thirty five hundred. I'm willing to sell really, really cheap because they're taking up a lot of room. Okay, what's really cheap? Five bucks each. Seven dollars each. Yeah. No, I don't want to sell them singly. I want to sell the whole lot. I want to sell them so, to thirty five hundred. What do you want? Fifteen k. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. A seventeen k. Okay, prices went up two thousand. No, it didn't go up. Wigs are in demand. No, it was the, the same wig, price. The wig see. index tomorrow when it opens in New York, we'll see what wigs are selling for. No, it was that. Yeah, yeah. Thirty five hundred yeah. times five dollars. You're very passionate. I know you collect wigs too, so this is not for you to be getting rid of your collection. It's incredible. Okay, we've got uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity for people looking for wigs. Okay, we have uh, Tia in Toronto who has an Elvis record. Hello, Tia. Hello, how are you today? Good. Yeah, could you speak a little louder? Oh, yes, yes, hearing? of course. Is this better? Yep, that's oh, okay. perfect. Um, okay, I do have um, an RCA Victor um, uh, record. It, it's an Elvis record. Um, on one side, it has Don't Be Cruel. On the other side, it has uh, Hound Dog. But it's an unusual um, size. Like, I don't have any other records this size. It's I measured it's it. 78. Yeah, it's 10, um, 10 inches across. Yes, yeah, it's 78. 78. Very heavy, thick. Yeah, uh, vinyl, right? Yes, it is very heavy and and thick. Um, what's the what's the label it's on? What, uh, what's the, it's oh, a, it is an RCA. Okay. RCA Victor, and then I was trying to see if there was a year on it, but I wasn't able to locate anything. But it does say made in Canada, um, RCA Victor, Montreal, and and the little uh, paper sleeve that it came in, um, like it looks like it's the original because it's RCA Victor, and it has a little sticker. It says ninety eight cents. <laughs> 
Yeah. There you go. Okay. Um, now here's the thing with Elvis. Um, Elvis was Elvis. Johnny Cash are probably one of the only in the '78 to really do sell, unless you get some of the obscure blues well, and jazz. Haley and the Comets, Bill Bell, things like that. And no, those, Elvis, the early rock stuff. Yeah. Okay. But no one's playing. They just want to put it up on their wall. Yeah. I've sold them as high as $400 framed. Oh, okay. Partly for the frame. But wait a minute. No, 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 no. I'm going to mislead you here. Okay. Yours is probably going to be in that because you've heard of this. This is a hound dog, right? Uh, yeah. Don't Be Cruel and Hound Dog. Yes. Which yeah. are two good songs to have. They yeah. might have made more than one of these because. But, but some records, well, if you get something on a gun label, which yeah. was the oh, original yes. label. Um, with the Colonel, that those are ones that command a lot of value, but you can yeah. still get what thirty to fifty dollars, maybe fifty dollars for you know, seventy-eight. I'm going to get fifty calls tomorrow about the Colonel and all this stuff. Oh, this, okay. The Elvis collector, the Colonel. People, I have a lot. Speaking of the Colonel, I sold a Colonel Sanders autographed picture this week. Pretty good money too. Is really a real Colonel Sanders? Of course, he lived in Oakville for a while. Okay, sorry to interrupt there. Too. No, no problem. Um, but, yeah, you're probably in that range. I mean, 78, at least you have a rock person. If you had a crooner like Perry Como or something, yeah. it's in the garbage. So okay. um, the rock ones do maintain a little value. I know a lot of yes. people don't say Elvis is rock, but he is sort of the oh. early days of rock. Yes. Now, what you can, the Elvis will sell more, but they made a lot of them. But Elvis is still collectible. Um, this is just something I don't know if you can get online once. I listened to when Elvis came up here in 19, I think it was 58, Somewhere, yeah. and he played Ottawa, and he played Toronto. Okay. And an interviewer up in Ottawa in an interview with Elvis. Okay. And every Elvis collector out there should listen to this interview. Okay. I know it's still online. It was done by a guy without the colonel being there or any of that other stuff. He, down home, he's loving boy. It's one of the best interviews of Elvis that is out there. But that's yeah. just me. Okay. On, so, uh, yeah, if you have that, if you have other records, we'd be interested too. But uh, just right. keep, uh, you can either listen in future episodes. We talk sure. about records often. Or if you want to call us, um, what's your number, Paul? 905-737-4653. And we just put a large record Thank you for calling. Thank you. Thank you. Just, thank you. We just put a large record collection up in the Southworks Antique Mall. Oh, did you? About six or 700 albums. Wow. And they're going to be, and they have a lot. They have uh, 100 small businesses and 35,000 square feet um, and all individual Canadian businesses. You're supporting local. How are they controlling it going in? Just oh, limited capacity? Limited capacity, wide aisle, and people going down with, around with spray guns all the time, making sure people wear the mask. Right. It's the place to go. Now, they're also, if you can call them up, at 519-740-0110. They will shop for you. You say that you want to get an Elvis record, they will pick it out for you in curbside pickup. Oh, really? But how would you know it's there? Or are you just phone on a cold call and they yeah. tell you if they have one? No, because they've got 135,000 no, square feet. There's right. got to be 20 so records. I collect here. a lot of tickets. I could say, do you have any concert tickets or things like that? They would get know, back yeah. to me? Yeah, they would well, get that, back. That's useful. Now, I was going to have Laura on the phone this week from Southworks. I'm probably going to try and have her for next week. But Is Laura, that my replacement? No, no. She's going to be there. Oh, she wants to get paid. <laughs> can't be on this. Okay, yeah. No one can replace you. Not a chance. Okay, I want to talk quickly. We're on a couple seconds here. On neighbors buying your stuff. Some neighbors, I have one neighbor, we saved them $4,500 this week. 
because their neighbor was a Bobby, their son was a Bobby Orr collector, and they wanted to pay him for a rookie card, $50 on a $5,000 card. That's wow. some neighbor. You don't need neighbors like that. That's why you need to find this stuff. We also talk about donations. If you're going to donate it, all of these charities need money. They They're going to take your stuff and sell it. They don't have a professional group to sell off the stuff they get. Yeah. They would prefer cash. So if you're going to donate, and some stuff, you, you might go donate, not donate it to us. We'll sell it, and you can donate some money. Especially this year, because I know a number of uh, churches and otherwise around here, they're not having their auctions this year. They can't. So they're, they're overloaded with items. We're at 12 o'clock. Buy local. Don't buy Amazon. Stay Wear a safe. mask. Wear a mask. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.